What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pixel Brush Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Moffitt, and there's a ton of stuff that's happened since the last episode that we've got to cover. Uh, MSI Rumble Stage, that wrapped up. We're moving on to the semifinals. Belveth was released and announced. She's now on the PBE. And of course, the Proving Ground Open Qualifiers began. Uh, shout out to Sherv over at Team Fish Taco. Love that roster. And we'll, yeah, let's just get right into it. This MSI Rumble stage was a ton of fun. A lot of wacky things happened. You know, G2, they started off extremely hot. And then they lost, I think, four or five in a row. T1, they were very disappointing. Uh, Gumayusi and Karia, they were just not the same players we saw in spring. Uh, the T1 fans, though, they have just been completely psychotic, you know, sending death threats to Joe Marsh. And it's just, it's getting out of hand. I don't think that they've been reacting in, in an appropriate manner i think that it's a little spoiled uh and albeit I, i'd get it because t1 is basically the greatest league of legends organization of all time uh but still you, you can't act so spoiled you, you know the team still went 18 no in lck it was probably not gonna happen uh at msi you know they were probably not gonna go undefeated that's just impossible um and so, yeah, I'm just very disappointed with the fans' reaction to all that. Aside from that, though, uh, the four teams that are moving on into semifinals are, I think, pretty much the same four teams everybody predicted prior to the tournament, uh, which it is RNG in the first seed, T1 second seed, G2 third, and Evil Geniuses fourth seed, which means that RNG chose to match up against Evil Geniuses and T1 versus G2. Uh which I think is actually really interesting because this kind of parallels uh, 2019 MSI, where G2, they had to take out who else but T1 to get to the finals, and Evil Geniuses, they had to take out the LPL first seed, which at the time was Invictus Gaming, one of my all-time favorite rosters. Very, very sad to see that team break up. Uh, many of my friends know that I am the biggest 2018 Invictus Gaming fanboy, the Shy, Rookie, Ning, Jackie Love, Baolan, those five will live forever in my heart. Uh, but yeah, like I was saying, there is many parallels to 2019. Uh, Evil Geniuses, you know, I think that they totally could beat RNG. Um, the keys to that definitely lie within how Danny and Vulcan are going to prepare for Galaming, because I think Galaming has been the best performing bot lane overall this entire tournament. Um, Danny and Vulcan obviously have been just getting exposed and taken advantage of in their lane, which we all knew that was their their weak their weak point heading into this uh, this tournament. And so I think though that the rest of the the players on uh, Evil Geniuses will have to step up. Inspired has been hard carrying; he's put this team on his back so many times throughout this tournament. Um, so I think that honestly, he actually does weigh. Uh, he actually matches up really well into Wei, who's been kind of underwhelming this tournament. Uh, last year, you know, he won, I think he won MSI Finals MVP, uh, you know, matching up against Canyon. So I do think that Inspired is going to be a huge key factor. Impact versus Bin, that's another fun one. Bin has been running it down a bit, in my opinion, but Impact, I think, has also lost a little bit of his footing after the LCS Finals. Um, so I do think that Bin will be favored to win there, but that could honestly go either way. Uh, and I also love this narrative that's 
that nobody's talking about. You know, this is this is like completely flown under the radar, in my opinion. Uh, we could potentially be getting five games straight of Jojo Pyun versus Xiaohu. You know, the narratives there are just so awesome. It's the old versus the new, you know, the legend versus the rookie. I think people underrate Xiaohu. The dude has so many titles in the LPL. He's been so dominant. He won two MSIs. One of them is a top laner. One of them is a mid laner. And then you've got Jojo Pyun, the, you know, the young kid from Toronto. He played Fortnite. You know, he's brand new. Didn't didn't even know what an Anivia was in the first game of MSI. So I really hope that the broadcast team, they play up that uh, that narrative and that storyline between Jojo and Xiaohu because I think that's a ton of fun. And I really hope that Jojo can uh, come through and perform. On the other side of the semifinals bracket for MSI is T1G2, uh, which was my finals projection prior to the tournament. I think they were the two best teams heading in, or they, at least they looked that way. Uh, I do predict T1 in a full five-game banger. I think that you know G2 does have the history as the Korean killers, and they obviously could do it. And I'd love for them to you know to prove me wrong, but at the same time. I do think that T1's bot lane finally wakes up and they're just going to dog walk Flacket and Targamas. Owner has been far and away the best player on G2. He's had to make a Herculean effort to even drag them to this point, in my opinion. Uh, Faker is going to be Faker. He's going to be clutch. Uh, obviously, I think a lot of people agree that, you know, he kind of is the worst player, I guess, on his roster, which is kind of weird to say because, you know, how could Faker ever be the worst player? But if you look at the five players on this team, like, yeah, I think Faker is the weakest of, of all five uh, between Zeus, Owner, Guma, Carrion, and, and Faker. Um, but, yeah, so I don't understand exactly what happened to G2. The, you know, the drop-off was pretty crazy. T1's drop-off was a little crazy, too. Like, I think that they, once they got into the Rumble stage and they dropped that first game, everyone was like, whoa. You know, we're in panic mode. You know, they even went as far as to drop a game to Evil Geniuses, which honestly, I think that should go in credit to on the part of Evil Geniuses. You know, they proved that they can swing with the big boys taking a game off of T1. Um, but G2, though, from the interviews that I've, I've seen so far, you know, they seem very relaxed. They seem very confident. Uh, you know, in a relaxed G2 is a very, very scary G2. They're in, when they're in their comfort zone and they're laughing and giggling on stage, you know, we've seen it before. Uh, I think at 2019 MSI, the voice comms, like, they were just trolling about in the pregame lobbies, even in games. You know, they weren't even taking it. I mean, obviously, they were taking it seriously, but uh, it was just super relaxed. So, we'll see what happens there. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited for T1 versus G2 and RNG versus EG. My projection is that RNG will be facing off against T1 in the finals, and that'll go 3-2 in the favor of T1, in my opinion. On T1, they're going to bring home the MSI title in front of the home crowd in Korea. I think that would be really cool for them. That'd be a nice storyline, and that'd be a nice moment for Faker. But yeah, semis, they start on, I believe, Friday night, or I guess Friday morning, depending on where you're from. Uh, and then Saturday and Sunday is the finals. But before I move on to talk about the Belveth release, I also wanted to touch on PSG Talon and Saigon Buffalo, the two teams that didn't make it out of Rumble Stage. Uh, I'll touch on PSG Talon first because I don't really have much to say on them, but this team sucks uh, compared to years prior. Without Maple, without River, they are just not the same team. Juhan and Bay are extremely underwhelming. They're 
you know, they, they were just completely outclassed by pretty much all the other mid-jungle duos in the, in the uh, Rumble stage, except probably Saigon Buffalo. Uh, and Saigon Buffalo, uh, despite just flaming PSG and Saigon probably looking a little worse than them, I think it was so much fun to have Vietnam back at international tournaments. I always love seeing Vietnam teams come over because they play this super aggressive, uh, we're always going to fight, we're always going to mechanic check you in game. And I just love that play style. That's exactly how I love to play the game. That's exactly how I always do play the game. Uh, that's why my KDAs are always ridiculously uh, one-sided. Either I have a bunch of kills or I have no kills and a bunch of deaths. So, MSI Rumble stage was very good. I do know that a lot of people have been talking, obviously, about changing the format for MSI. I do know that Mark Zimmerman did the, he did an episode of The Blame Game about it, and he gave a really cool uh, insight as to what he, he would like to do, because there are a lot of games at MSI that don't matter. You know, there's a ton of group stage games that it's like, okay... This team is already qualified. They, you know, the rest of these don't really matter for seeding because, yeah. Plus, a bunch of people who have been asking for double elim for a long time. A lot of uh, domestic regions, they do that in their tournaments. I would love to see uh, a loser's bracket at MSI or just at all international tournaments by Riot heading forward. I understand why they can't do so due to broadcast limitations and scheduling. But I do think that with Mark Zimmerman's changes, you can totally get a loser's bracket in. And I think it would be so much fun and uh, the viewers would absolutely love it. I will provide that uh, as a link in all the bios for this episode. Uh, but now I'm going to move on to the Belveth release, which I am super excited about. This might be the champion that finally gets me back to playing jungle after I quit back in season 2020, I think. Uh, my mental health just could not take being a dog for the laners any longer. So I think the one thing that everyone is most excited about with the release of Belveth is that she is a Void Champion. The last time we got a Void Champion was Kaisa in 2018, and she was just a sexy girl with Void assets on her. So prior to that, I do believe the, the last released Void Champions were Vel'Koz and Rek'Sai, which I think was in 2015, 2014 or something like that. Uh, so Belveth is a very big deal. It does seem like they're going to be setting up a Void event. It's a little similar to the Ruination last year. And I really pray that they don't mess this up like they did with the Ruination. As a massive lore nerd and junkie, and I'll go into Belveth's lore in a little bit, um, I do think that they just completely fumbled the bag on the Ruination. Because there were just random champions included in there that had nothing to do with anything. Graves was just there because he was bored. Rengar got turned into, you know, a wisecracking idiot. Uh, it was just very disappointing to see. So I'm really hoping that with this Ruination event, or not this Ruination event, this uh, new Void event, they get it right this time. Belveth is projected as a skirmishing jungler, I believe. And I do think that she's supposed to be able to build hybrid a little bit like Volibear, where you can go either an AP or an AD build. But let's be real, who's going AP Volibear in non-AR Earth games or non-special like game mode? Uh, but I am very excited. Belveth looks very funny on the PvE. I've seen a couple clips of her with like 90 attack speed or something, you know, just super maxed out. And it just, there's a ton of like little slaps going on. It's a giant manta ray 
flying around, just kind of poking you. I, I think it's just one of the most bizarre champions that Riot's ever made. I, I love the thematic so much. I love everything about this champion. I think it's going to be a massive success. And also, I don't think that the kit is is too overtuned. Um, there are there are some questionable things part of it, as, such as you know summoning little voidlings when you when the minions die near you. It, it doesn't even seem like you have to kill the minion yourself. They just have to die near you. So I could see Belveth, you know, maybe sneaking into some lanes as like a top laner. Maybe get a bruiser AP. I think that would be very cool. I mean, I've been doing a ton of theory crafting. I haven't actually gotten onto the PBE yet and uh, played with this champion, but I'm very excited to see what what comes what comes of all of this. Another great thing is that Riot in their champion roadmap announced that they would be, they would be putting out a monster champion this year, and apparently. Belveth is not that monster champion, so we will be getting another one later this year, which is so much fun. There, all of the monster champions in this game, I think, have been done extremely well. Even the ones that have kind of missed the mark, like Shivana, I, I think that Belveth is going to be a hit on release, and I think that so many people are going to be picking her up, and we're just going to be seeing this champion hover in the meta for quite some time. I do wish that nothing about Belveth was leaked prior to these announcements. And I wish that she wasn't delayed so long, but I understand with COVID delays, uh, and I do think that this, they don't want, yeah, they don't want a repeat of the Ruination, so I think they just want everything ready to go for the release of Belveth. Uh, I think that last year, around the time the Ruination came out, that event, the Rune King was supposed to come out with that, they were supposed to be a big bundle, but it was delayed due to COVID. Rune King is also a very good game. I highly recommend checking that out if you just love RPGs or just, you know, narrative-driven stories. It's beautifully, you know, beautifully written story. Every The art is fantastic. The gameplay is easy to pick up. But that's besides the point. Uh, I do think that alongside Belveth's release and this whole Void event, the new new game is supposed to come out. I can't remember what it's called, but I do believe it, it was supposed to be out by now, but it's been delayed due to covid and obviously that, you know, is just bound to happen. Uh, I know that Udyr's also been pushed back. A lot of other champions, they've also been pushed back. That's got to do with COVID, I'm sure. Uh, but alongside Belveth, her release skin will be Battle Boss. I think they did a fantastic job with this one. Her colorway is a little different than the other uh, Battle Boss skins. She's still got that green. But I think there's a lot of white on her wings, which I think looks super dope. Battle Boss is such an awesome skin line. Uh, Kiana is probably my favorite of all of them. Maybe Vagar. That skin always reminds me of one of my closest friends, Jaw. Shout out to him and shout out to Battle Boss Vagar. However, there are a few champions that must be included in this event as their story on Universe has been leading up to this for so, so long. Obviously, I think the first one that comes out uh, for a lot of people is Jax, considering that he has been fighting the Void He's from Akathia. Uh, I think that Jax is going to be a kingpin, and he's going to be one of the main characters of this story. Plus, he's a fan favorite. Uh, I, lo I love Jax. He's such an iconic champion to League of Legends. Uh, also, he's tied to Fiora. I know Fiora and her color story. She uh, teamed up with Jax recently, so those two, they're going to be part of this for sure. I think Zillion has to be part of this as well. Part of his lore is that he's fighting the Void, he's trying to uh, travel through time to fight the Void. Malzahar, of course, he's the one who summoned Belveth. Orn, 
was hinted at in the uh, cinematic that came out earlier this year. I think it would be so dope if he's the one crafting the weapons to fight the Void. Uh, Jack's, one of Jax's iconic lines, obviously, is, Imagine if I had a real weapon. So Orin providing Jax a real weapon would be super cool in a, in a lore-based skin. Uh, any of the Void champions, Kha'Zix, Cho'Gath, Kog'Maw, Vel'Koz... Any of them would be cool, but I don't expect them to show up at all due to the fact that this story is pretty much, I'm sure, taking place in Shirima and Freljord. Riot was not happy with how the Ruination took place all over the world. Uh, it felt a little bit scattered for them. So I do think that they're going to primarily stick to two areas at, at most. I initially thought that it was just going to be Shirima because it does seem that Rek'Sai versus Belveth is... A very prominent theme in in this upcoming upcoming event and I do think Rek'Sai will be a very important piece uh, but also it does seem now that the Freljord is important Sejuani she is on a path to uniting the Freljord and Lissandra is obviously the last stand against or like she's the last standing defense against the Watchers who's trapped underneath the ice in the Freljord I highly recommend checking out all of these stories on the universe page on uh, leagueoflegends.com. So many great stories. All the writers over there at the narrative team uh, working on League of Legends have done such an amazing job uh, building this world. I cannot wait for the MMO if it ever releases. Uh, but a couple more champions that I, I, sh I would love to see in this event. Bard, he... The point of his lore right now, he's collecting all of the chimes to repair the world bell. Um, and apparently in Belveth's story, I haven't fully gotten through it yet, but Necrit, a uh, fantastic lore YouTuber, I'll link him in the description as well. He went through and explained all of it, and it does sound like the way to fight the Yeah, the way to fight the void is with vibrations and sound. And Bard is one of the best champions, or one of the you know most prominent champions that has to do with sound. Another champion I'd like to see is Talia. She teamed up with Kaisa. She's tied to Sharima. Uh, Talia, anything with her is fantastic. All of her stories have been great. She's a cool champion. Her powers are awesome, and I love all of her lore. And I think one champion that a lot of people are not talking about, and Necrit didn't did mention her, is Kiana. Uh, Kiana is from Ishtal, which is a little bit like Wakanda in Marvel, where that they're, you know, a super advanced, high-tech, uh, very powerful nation that's kind of closed off from the rest of the world. A lot of people don't know about them. Uh, they did that actually because they believe that, you know, centuries ago, the Void ended up consuming the rest of the world. So the citizens of Ishtal, they they believe that they're the you know the last humans left. They live in this sanctuary, this paradise. But Kiana, who recently took the throne in the in the lore, she wants to show Ishtal's might to the rest of the world and announce that hey, we're here. So you know what better way to do so than to fight the void and win? Uh, I think that would be super awesome. I'd love to see Kiana in a cinematic because I don't think we've seen her yet in one besides her announcement, but that one wasn't really a, you know, League of Legends cinematic. It was more like an in-game, uh, like showing off her model in a cinematic way. But I do think that all the champions I've listed should appear in the Void event. Um, 
I'm sure Lux and Akali will find their way in, or Ari, or Ezreal. Ezreal, I think, actually could appear, considering that he's traveling around Sharima. Uh, but I know that none of his stuff really has to do with the lore. He did meet up with Kaisa, um, but that was just very, very short, very minor, and I don't even know if there was a story that came out on Universe about that. But... I am just so excited for Belveth. I can't wait for all of the lore, all of the stories that are going to come out about this champion. I hope that they keep building on the void. I hope that they keep building more champions to come from there. This champion is just so cool thematically, and I'm very excited for Belveth. Alongside, though, Belveth on the PBE came a few pool party skins, which honestly, to me, were kind of underwhelming. They seem to be more focused on the party aspect of the skin as opposed to the pool. Uh, it seemed like a lot of stuff was reused from the Space Groove skins that I can't believe came out a year ago. When I was looking up my, or, you know, I was taking notes on on all this, I didn't realize how long ago the Space Groove skins came out. It seems, it seems like just yesterday. Uh, but there is Pool Party Yone, I think it's cool. He DJs just like Yasuo in the True Damage skin. There is Pool Party Nidalee, which is another great one. The splash arts for these are also extremely beautiful. There's Pool Party Seraphine, as well as a Prestige version. The Prestige for, for Seraphine is absolutely beautiful. It might be the best splash art in the entire game. And I will be, I will be buying the Battle Pass just to get the Prestige skin. It is so, so nice. All right, well, I have to. I am not going to re-record that entire segment I just did talking about the new skins, uh, but I do need to make a correction. They're actually not called Pool Party. They are tied to the Pool Party universe, but it is referred to as Ocean Song, and I did actually miss out on two other champions, Zeri and Ash, which also both look su uh, just super amazing. Uh, Zeri does have blue hair now, so she does look like Neon completely all of her assets are blue as well, so basically they're they're fulfilling the quote-unquote multiverse uh, requirement for League of Legends now by putting Neon in League of Legends. Ash also looks really cool. Her bow has like coral spikes on it or something. So yeah, this is I think these are some of the best splash arts that they've put out to date. Very excited though for these Ocean Song skins. I'm going to be copying the Seraphine one on release, probably the Zeri one as well. Uh, but yeah, so let's just get back right into this. I do believe that I'm going to just start talking about the Proving Ground Open Qualifier now. Uh, but yeah. So on Monday and Tuesday of this week, the Proving Ground Open Qualifier took place. I did my best to catch as many games as possible, uh, but I'm just going to let you guys know that I am pulling for Team Fish Taco all the way. My boy Sherv, he is an analyst over there. Uh, he also coached ASU League of Legends this year. Uh, speaking of ASU League of Legends, uh, go support Bako, go support Sudo. They are on CLG Faith and Team Ambition, respectively. Um, but yeah, I think that Proving Ground Open Qualifier, there is a ton of upcoming talent, so many promising native NA players. So hopefully LCS teams will do their due diligence on this uh, tournament because, you know, we're bringing in washed up veterans, you know, washed up imports like Maple and stuff like that. Like we don't, 
we don't need to start wasting money on that. Like, why not go? Why not go invest in a guy like Winston or a guy like Skytech or something? Because it was the opening qualifier, I don't have a ton to say um, about the all of it. I do think that it's a shame that Wixie did not get a spot on any team because he was cut from 100 Thieves Academy a little too late in the process. So that was very disappointing. I think Wixie is a great player, and I think he for sure will be on the LCS stage one day. Uh, a few players that did stick out to me, though, were Sniper, Fnatic, and Darkwings, obviously, from 100 Thieves Next. Um, I think Yukino Cat, Mia, and Dombre, a couple other absolute studs, Shoryu, Toasty, Limo, um, Aaron, Town, Bako, Sudo, Psycho, Actor, Actor on the Kindred, such a beast. I don't know how you, you fumble the draft that bad and, and allow a, a Kindred main and probably top two, top three Kindred in, in North America onto that champion. Um, Scary Jerry, another guy, he actually took out ASU on Converse this uh, past uh, run in the National. Very sad stuff, but Scary Jerry, another beast. Techno Viking, Drew Dozer, so many, so many talented players in this proving ground, and so many upcoming players, so many young guys too. I just really hope that NA teams and organizations, they take note of this, they pay attention they start investing more. Um, you know, Evil Geniuses, 100 Thieves, they've they've taken the right steps, so I'd like to see the other teams start to do the same. And then to wrap this segment up, I'm just going to talk about my top five favorite names, uh, at least from the seeded teams that are playing in Amateur and Academy right now. Um, for one, Techno Viking 21 I think that's a super dope name. Admirable Potato, Cocoa Puffs, Got My Fuzz Cuffs, and a guy is actually competing with the username Booty Slappin. That's just an absolute baller move. Like, imagine imagine loading up onto the rift, and then you get absolutely diffed by a guy named Booty Slappin. And that's on a, 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 you know, a Twitch stream that's broadcasted to possibly thousands of people to see. And you just got diffed on by a guy named Booty Slappin. I would just retire and end my career right there. This is going to wrap up episode two of the Pixel Brush podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we're now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Google, and I think Stitcher now as well. So go check me out on all of those platforms. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>